Orc Pajir Andalites, Yerks, and Taxons. If you managed to find some earbuds, welcome to the Wonder Yerks for all your uh, for all your animals rereading and dimensional rewatching needs. I'm Lulu, and I'm not gonna go back and do a second take because we are on a tight schedule here. And I'm I'm Seda. Hi Seda, how Hi, you doing this week? I'm good. I accidentally did a little bit of burninating and filled my apartment up with smoke, but it's okay. It's under control. Yeah, because they've been smoking all that weed. That's me getting to- toasted, to- to- roasting and toasting, roasting cauliflower and toasting me. I mean, it's 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 legal in Canada as long as you're white, right? Like. Yeah, basically. There's, but, I mean, it there's. Yes. Also, it's be- yes, it's becoming like legal, legal, legal. But yeah, my uh, my girlfriend over in British Columbia was telling me about. I-, I was asking about that, and she was like, "I mean, yeah, it's legal as long as you're white," which is. I, I feel like that's how a lot of laws work. I like, mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> this is the wrong podcast for heady polit- for heady to politics talk. Uh, what do you think of the episode? Um, this one had some ups and downs. Um, it was called it had, The okay, Message. Okay, say to be a little bit, please be a little bit more fair. This had one up and a lot of downs. It had some downs. It had a little, another down. And then it had, I mean, it made me cry, but I also. And then they crossed the, and then they finally crossed the line of scrimmage and they got the first down. Yep. Is, oh, is that football? <laughs> <laughs> I literally am asking. I think, is it rugby? It's football. It might okay. be rugby. I don't know shit about rugby. Okay. <laughs> I went to a really like artsy type of high school and our sports teams all sucked, but our um, women's rugby team was really good. So God, I that's would have joined a rugby team if I had the option. Uh-huh. I can't I, I wonder if there's like a local rugby like shindig around here. That'd be probably cool. not, but probably not, and they might not be super welcoming to trans women, but yeah. you know. When That's kind of what you got to worry about, like, you know, the women's leagues. Like, yeah, I, I was, absolutely. I, my, um, Andrea was talking to me about a, a skate night nearby, and I was like, oh, is it, is it a woman's skate night? And, like, the, the I mean, I didn't have to ask, because obviously she's trans, too, so I didn't have to be like, oh, are they trans-friendly? But, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I it's, know, I know. It's nice to know that some spots are not, you know, like that. Yeah, and it should obviously be... Um automatic but it's nice when events are like explicit about it because yeah yeah it's ludicrous yeah um this ep- this episode starts with tobias nearly fucking killing cassie which does happen in the book yeah so um, for i think cassie's a skunk in the book is this the is this the book where cassie like falls asleep while she's being a mo- while she's being a, uh, like a baby mama for the skunks um and almost gets stuck and almost becomes a nothlet no i mean they've combined Two or three books, I think, because that's later. One, yeah. Because in this episode, we finally meet Axe. Yes. Which is very. I don't think that Cassie. I think that the skunks are, are a little bit later. Yeah, but I don't know if they'll actually get to the skunks in the show. You yeah. Know? Um, Probably not. So it's it starts off with <laughs> unnecessarily dramatic Tobias, like. Um, swooping down on a bunny rabbit and then like at the last possible second cassie says it's me i don't know why she wouldn't have said it like way before then but that's maybe she didn't hear the the hawks are the silent killers of the air yeah i guess it's just like it seems like she's coming to talk to him so you'd think she'd be like yo toby i'm coming into your area as something you might want to eat don't 
Yeah. But that's fine, I guess. I also do like how we've just completely glossed over the fact that, uh, you know, Tobias gripping, coming to terms with the fact that he's stuck as a bird. He's just like, well, this is fine now. Yeah, because in the book, obviously, like, pretty much the entire point of his first book is him, like, becoming having comfortable depression. with, yeah, having depression and becoming comfortable with the thought that he has to kill in order to survive. Yes. And we sort of just start off here with him being like, well, guess I'm going to kill that rabbit. I mean, I guess we, we don't know if it's going to be explored later. I, I, I doubt it. But yeah, same. <laughs> though I will say we do start off with sort of um, uh, an allusion to Cassie's whole moral dilemma because we get <laughs> over a very, very bizarre, like, zoom in on her face where she's just yeah. completely unmoving. We get her saying, wow, you know, it's Geralt. Um, Geralt! <laughs> he's just being really annoying and a weird guy. Um, he is a weird little man. He is a weird little man. Um Cassie goes, oh, it, you know, humans, we eat animals, and animals eat animals, and Yerks just see us as prey, so what does that mean? And blah, blah, blah. Just kind of the Cassie of it all. I love her so much. <laughs> she just overthinks everything, and it makes me really happy. But the show doesn't, isn't really doing justice to her moral quandaries, so it just no. comes off as really out of place. Um, but yeah. I like that they're trying, I guess. I wish they tried harder. Yeah, they could try a little harder. Um, while we're on the topic of Tobias, it, this does remind me of this um, this really good story that I read um, that Sophie linked me to. Um, uh, and it was a story about uh, trans Tobias. Trans bias. Oh, nice. That yeah, sounds it was really called, good. It, it was called Bird in the Cage, and it was about like him coming out as a girl to Rachel, and it was really cute. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for the, I'm a sucker for trans stories. Wow, I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> fuck off, fuck off, and eat shit and die. Also, okay, bite my entire ass off, Sada. Jeez. Um, at this point in the episode, Axe, who we don't know is Axe yet, basically just publicly broadcasts his like complete panic attack. Yeah. Um, oh, also, we see Visser 3 breaking a rule in the book. Oh, not quite yet, but yeah. Well, yeah, we, we see Visser 3, like, in the lab, and the guy's like, not oh, yet. that's a very good human. Not yeah, yet. Don't... Okay, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, we do eventually, um, because Axe does this twice. Gerald, no. Uh, hey! <laughs> hey! Sorry, he tried to bite me. Um, Gerald! He's just really feisty. I need to throw something for him. Um... Yeah, we get, there's, there's, this, this section goes on for way too long, uh, where we hear Axe complaining, well, pa like panicking, he's just completely freaking out, and <laughs> complaining. it's, complaining, like, oh, <laughs> such a just whiner. whining, he's like, ugh, I'm crashing to earth, it's so annoying, yep, he is a teenager, who knows, yeah, and Cassie and Tobias both hear it. But they're the only ones yeah. uh, of their group. And, and Marco's got some great line reading here, which, um, you, you feeling like a remix? We haven't had one in a few weeks. I mean, maybe. I'll listen to it again. It didn't, it didn't quite hit me. It didn't quite jump out the, quite as much as, uh, did, keep but... looking, they have to be somewhere, and, uh, oh yeah, I really should. 
Yeah, exactly. Those those <laughs> were right. bangers well, right off. Well, if we do do a remix, it's going to go right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Marco's got some great line reading. You know, Boris, Boris Cabrera is really like putting his heart and soul into this character. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Gleason. Who? These kids are the real child stars. <laughs> who's Who's Jack Gleason? Oh, Jack Gleason played uh, Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Oh, is he a child actor? Yeah. How old is he? Uh, let's see. Jack Gleason. I think he's like... Okay, never mind. He's 25. He just looks yeah, young as okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> never mind. I assume child actor. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think that if we were to make this show into a drinking game, we would definitely have to have a rule about thought speak exposition. Yeah, because they, I mean, they do it every, they have to do it every episode because, like, they're, they have to be like, okay, well, no, no kid, this is brought, being broadcast on Nickelodeon. No kid is going to be able to see all of the episodes. Hi, Lincoln. My dog just came in. I'm going to bring him up and say hi. Lincoln, come here. Come here. Come here. Anyways, they have to explain what Thought Speak is because, yeah. unlike us true diehard fans, <laughs> we, like, people are going to tune in and be like, oh, what's this animal show about? Why is there echoey, why is there echoey words? I, yeah, I guess, I think the thing, I guess, okay. It's hard to say because it was so long ago that serialization and also the expectations of TV shows in the 90s were different for sure. Yes. But I think that's that, wh- that's why that's why you had so many like theme songs back then that would just like explain the entire plot of the show in Yeah. The- <laughs> I just feel as though thought speak is not that complicated to understand. It's not. Um I guess I can see how they would go, well, people aren't going to assume that it comes as part of the powers, but I really think that they over-explain it a little bit. Just just ever so slightly. But also, I guess this is a kid's show, and it was the 90s, so I'm a little bit more forgiving, but it still is every single episode. I'm like, this again, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I guess that's fine. They, they throw a bone... That's kind of a pun, which I, they throw a bone to like Cassie being really good at morphing. But the way this is explained is Marco saying she doesn't even crunch when she shrinks. Yeah, that's, which is great. That's really just there's no there's none of the crunch, the crisp and the crunch, <laughs> yeah. the munch. I just, there's none of it. I love that in the books it's described as this like beautiful art form and the TV show reduces it to, yeah, she makes less noise <laughs> when she turns into an animal. The silent crunch. The silent crunch. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you put the morph in your mouth for long enough and then chew, you will not make a loudest you will not make as loud a crunch because morphing is just like Doritos. Morphing is a lot like Doritos. I've always thought that. I mean, there's so many different variants. There's not the nacho cheese morph, the cool ranch morph, the cooler ranch morph, which mm-hmm. they changed to cool ranch. Why was it called cooler ranch? I didn't realize that was a thing. I only know of yeah, cool I'm, ranch. I'm almost certain. Uh, cooler ranch. Unless I'm completely out of my ass here. I don't know if they have it in the States because I know they don't have regular ketchup chips in the States. Nope. But uh, cooler, cooler ranch was the name of was a uh, was a Dorito flavor for a little while. Interesting. Yeah, that I don't believe I don't believe I saw that one. We do have ketchup Doritos. I mean, it's the um, same thing as Cool Ranch, but it's just it. They changed the name. I'm pretty sure. Huh. I haven't actually tried ketchup Doritos. 
I have friends who are fans. But I haven't tried them because, frankly, ketchup chips it's are weird. Ch- ketchup chips are good. Ketchup I, chips I don't are think good. I don't think ketchup Doritos would be good though. I like I like to like dip a potato chip in and ketchup, make my own ketchup chips. Bam! I'm Emerald. That's not the same thing, and I hate it. <laughs> it don't taste good though. Um. Uh no. <laughs> Sada, do you no. Sada, have you Sada, have you ever dipped a French fry in ketchup? The textures are so It's the different. same thing. Oh my god. Fries you and potatoes are purity not testing. fucking comparable at all. The taste experience, the mouth experience, the texture is completely different. Sada, the try temperature it once. is it's different. Good. They're all totally different. Just because they're made of the same thing does not make them the same thing. That's crazy and also I hate it. <laughs> You oh, have Shana. just even, try it one time. No, the viscosity of ketchup on like a thin, crunchy thing doesn't make any sense at all. You need like a thick dip to like really balance it all out. Ketchup is kind of a thick. Ketchup is a thick dip. What kind of watery ketchup are you eating? What? No, it is not. Are you eating? Are you eating? Are you eating Hunts? I don't know what that is. Hunts <laughs> ketchup, the, the the brand of ketchup. I don't know. What that is? <laughs> Heinz. You have to. You have Heinz is a thick ketchup dip. It is not thick. Not compared to like a French onion. I mean, ketchup is I, not thick. Ketchup is like. I mean, it's thicker than water, sure. But no, it's not. It w- I would not classify ketchup as thick. Seda, I have to say, I love this. This is also absolutely the dumbest conversation that has ever happened on any of my podcasts. I'm so passionate about this right now, and it might, I might just be over-caffeinated, or it might also be the thing that I'm dedicating my life to. I don't know. I, don't, Listen, I can't just, see the just, future. Next time you have some french fries and you have some ketchup, just like dip a potato chip in there. Just try it. One no, time. No, that, that, I hate it. Oh, I asked Seda, one time. Oh my god. Fine. Please, I'll do this for me. I'll try it. I'll film it, and I'll I'll die. I'll it'll just kill me. <laughs> this oh, you know this is what we're doing when I go up when I when we when we hang out. Fine, fine. Live on the podcast. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna snag some ketchup packets from the McDees. Oh, I would like to issue a public apology for my ketchup packet. Uh, Fidget spinnering. Fidget spinnering last week. I did like listen to the episode and you can hear me. Obvi- you can hear like a, a soft squelching in the background for like a good <laughs> two minutes. And I am very sorry about that. <laughs> now, see, that's fine, but I'm kicking you off the podcast because of your potato chip opinions. Oh my God. I just, no, it's not. I okay, love chips. Fine, fine, just- fine. We can learn to love. But I j- just one time. Try it one time. I tried a bunch of potato chips without ketchup. I want you to try it one time with ketchup. Fine. Do this for me, please. Thank you. Uh, so where were we in the episode? Well, Axe has another public panic attack, and this time we see Visser Three hearing it. Yeah, because he's got like the scientist that like this like bargain bin Newman from uh from fuck this bargain bin Wayne Knight from Jurassic Park is like mm, you've chosen an excellent human morph, sir. Mm. <laughs> And the Visitor 3 is like, this is, humans are weak. And then he goes straight from human morph to alien morph and, like, grabs the dude by the throat and possibly eats him? Um, I think he, no, he just threatens him. He yeah. Just, he just so grabs he goes, his throat 
because at this he, point is when we start getting the other very, very overly long, yes. shaky camera angle panic attack. Yes, and Cassie, Tobias, and Visitor 3 are all, like, screaming. But um, the thing is, Visitor 3 doesn't go back to his base form, which you explicitly need to do in order to morph yeah. in Animorph. Yeah, he, he goes straight from morph to morph. And you can't do that. No, you it's can't like do that. It's like Ben 10. Well, you could, actually, Ben was able to do that in later seasons, but it's just like Ben. It's just like the first season of Ben Ten. Isn't Ben Ten a ghost? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Danny Phantom. Yes, you are. You absolutely are. <laughs> Um, no, he's Ben 10 because he's 10 years old and his name is Ben Tennyson. Oh, well, that's And he can, morph into t- he can morph into 10 aliens and then he gets like five more over the course of the series. Huh, okay. And then one of them goes rogue and tries to kill him a couple of times? Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Um, Visser 3 at one point expresses his frustration by throwing a table, but... It's a rolling table, like it's got like lab equipment on it, and he throws it in the most gentle fashion I've ever seen anyone do anything, which I think is very funny. He's like supposed to be this cold-blooded, like ultimate villain, Mm -hmm. um, and he just, he gets really, really freaked out and sort of gently nudges like a snack trolley away from him, and you're like, ooh, oh no, scary, Visser 3. (laughs) Visser 3 is a menace. Yeah. Uh, and, and so then, everyone, is this when everyone decides like, okay, we got to go on the saving mission? Sorry to like, sorry to like hurry this along. I just, I, I'm on a timetable yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. It, this is my like favorite line of the episode though, because Cassie, after having this second vision, goes to tell the gang, and um, Marco says, "What's wrong, Cassie? You look like you acquired a ghost," um, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. And yeah, at this point, they basically. Uh, assume that this is an Andalite who's crashing to who has crashed to Earth and needs to be saved, and they sort of are finding their way. There's a news broadcast that says government officials decline to uh, comment on a UFO crashing, and <laughs> they're not going to confirm or deny that the gu- that they had anything to do with it. So they decide to go to the crash site and explore. Uh huh. Um, and there's like the whole the whole Yurk invasion set up there, right? Um, like oh, the, the, yeah. the, the Yurks yeah, are out yeah, in yeah. force. Yeah. Yeah. We see everyone kind of around and they're all sneaking. There's a chase scene as usual where they hide really awkwardly. Um, and then they keep going to there because they've been seeing these visions of sites. Um, we learn at this point that the reason that the visuals that are attached to the panic attacks have been so confusing is because they're trying to simulate, um, everything being seen from two sets of eyes, or at least that's one of the reasons, because... I guess? Yeah, yeah. like, because Cassie says, oh, it's all distorted and it's weird, like, seeing two sets of eyes, and then someone else goes, like an Andalite? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like an Andalite. Nail on the, nail on the damn head. Yeah, they really got to drive it home. And they're sneaking around, and I understand that this is a budgetary concern and they can't just have animals all the time, but because it's on TV, they are and they have to think about stuff like that, they're human a lot more than I think makes sense. Um, like, while they're going around this abandoned building looking for this Andalite like they, they, sh- they should share. be, They should be in recon morphs, which they have yeah, at this point, right? exactly. They should be in morphs both to 
either bat like half in the battle, half in the recon, and like a wolf yeah. morph would be like perfect for, here. It for, makes more logistical sense for that reason, and also because that means that they could use thought speak rather than shouting, yeah, shouting, <laughs> shouting their way through this abandoned building. And also, it would mean that they were not human and were instead animals for that time period, which is you know that's it's it's a fun way to spend the day. Yeah, exactly. And oh my god, yeah. I I just that 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 thought that I just said out loud is like literally verbatim what I said as a kid, and like I, I was a furry, fr- I was assigned furry at birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you were. That's true. <laughs> I always wanted to the do- be... The doctor looked at me and put a stamp on my head that said ma'am and also a stamp on my head that said furry. Right. And one was right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't mind being a cat, but I'm not a furry. I think I'd just like to be a cat. I mean, I think that kind of makes you a little bit of a furry. I don't know if it does. I... I think it probably intimates that you might be. I don't think that... I, I mean, I know. I, I think I know you well enough to say that you're probably not, but you have, like, some furry tendencies. Like, I've certainly... I've thought, I've thought my way through this because I've, like, been, like, I'm really drawn to being an animal. I think I'm not. Like, furry stuff doesn't really do anything for me, like, in any way, not even just sexually. Like, just, though, it doesn't though, give though, me any, on. like, personal satisfaction. I but, do want you to imagine this. Yeah. An anthropomorphic version of you, like, you fused with Gerald. I mean, it would be, like, cool. Okay, but... yeah. Okay, no, confirmed. Not furry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> your, your immediate, res- your, like, your gut check response to that tells me all I need to know. Yeah, that's the thing. I have, I have, I've walked through this with an open mind. I am open to the thought that I'd be a furry. One of the first things that my friend and I made up, well, we thought we were very clever. We would always play as werecats. Um, where we would you have like all of you have like all of the signs I've got all of the pieces they just somehow don't fit together to mean furry I don't know what that makes me like but... you got you got up the eggs you got up the batter you got you, you know you made the batter you got uh-huh. like, the cake mix and then you just instead of throwing it in the oven you just pour it all out and drain you're like I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah okay so back to the episode here's where I'm running short on time yeah um Visser 3, who uh, comes to get Axe, basically, he sort of comes through and he's thought speaking like, Andalite cousin, come be with me. I'm also an Andalite. And in order to save Axe from Visser, uh, Cassie turns into a skunk and goes and sprays him, which does happen in the books, but on a different adventure. Um, it happens when they're defore- doing the deforestation. And I do want to mention, I also understand why they put Axe just in the city, but the visual in the books of him being underwater in his pod was so beautiful. And I know that there's no way that they could have portrayed it, especially in, again, budgetary concerns. But it's it's a very different feeling, um, and it's much less alien, which is too bad. It's not a criticism. It's just something that I would love to see at some point portrayed if Animorphs is ever made again. <laughs> oh my god. I've said this before, and I'll, but I'll say it again. My kingdom for, like, a direct-to-Netflix, like, it, even just animated, I would take. Totally. Like, please, Absolutely. give it to me. Yeah. Please, like, bestow it upon me. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And Cassie sprays Visser 3, and Jake lets out this dumb little teen boy laugh. Like, <laughs> the, the skunk, but... Like, it's like, yeah, it's like a fort noise. That's our, fear, that's our fearless leader. 
And they're running and they're running and they're running. They go into an alley to escape, but there's no way out except up. And Cassie asks if Axe has any morphs with wings. And my adorable little baby boy son says, I don't have any morphs that can fly. I have a thing with heights. (sighs) I love him. (laughs) He's scared of heights like a weirdo. And Marco is correct when he says, maybe you should have thought about that before you got in your spaceship, which is not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) And like I asked you, I don't think that he's canonically... Like, I don't think he's scared of heights in the books. Um, Like, that sounds a little bit familiar, but not entirely, so I'm not sure. But I just love it so much. And it's at that point that Cassie sees a butterfly... Um, just kind of chilling in this industrial In the sky. Site. Can fly twice as high? Yes, thank you. Okay, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> I made a reference that you understood. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that felt really exciting. Wait, no, that's not what I, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Oh, that really, really satisfied me. Um, And yeah, they all turn into butterflies. And I just have one small bone to pick with this particular scene, which is that the controllers are trying to break down this metal door, this industrial door, and they sort of manage to get a hole through it. And Mm -hmm. then it just sort of falls down, like the hinges have been removed. And it's fine. But it's not, I just, I hated it. (laughs) It's not how doors break down. Yeah, no, it's, that's not how that happens. (sighs) Yeah. And they escape. Yep. And then, does anything else happen? Yeah, well, that's, that's the point where Axe, they're, they're sort of, I think that they all regroup in the barn and Cassie, like, bandages Axe up or something. And he says, well you guys need to take me to Elf, Elf Angor, because this is all fucked up and I need to help. And they're like, hey, um, so the reason that we can morph is because he died and Axe sort of runs into the woods, but stops really, really shortly into the woods. And, and like hides behind, <laughs> hides behind and, like, a goes, tree. He like goes full Sean Spicer for it's a second It's so there. cute. Um, and I did cry a little bit because he's like, he was my brother. And... And I had a feeling. You had a feel. You I, cried at Animorphs, the TV series. Yeah, and it's I it's did. okay, Sadie. You're valid. That's. I know me. <laughs> I know who I am. Um, and we all then love you. There's then Axe acquires the gang morph, which is a problem to look at. And I am gonna make a GIF of it so that we can link it in the show notes because he acquires the four of them while Tobias kind of hangs out nearby, and then. <laughs> he's trying to make a mouth appear on his andalite face. Uh, and it, it, you know what it looked like? I just realized what it looked like. It looked like the fucking annoying orange. It absolutely did, and it's a real issue. It's a real problem for me. <laughs> I have so many problems with this, but yeah. you know, that yeah, yeah. And basically, all that happens after that is that Axe pledges fealty to Jake, and it's the single most romantic thing I've ever seen in my life. 
It's, um, it is so heinously homosexual. It's great. It's good for the two of them. It's also good for the gang's reaction, which is Marco's like, oh, here we go. And Rachel, like, looks between Axe and Jake in this way that's like, you two have a crush on each other. <laughs> you two are, you two are gay. You two are gay. Hmm. And it's great. And then over the credits, we have someone saying, tune in next time where the Animorphs have a small problem with a big crocodile. So I'm excited to see what the fuck that's about. I don't think that's what that is. I think that's the episode that's up next because that implies that that's the episode where Rachel acquires a morph and gets allergic to it. Yeah. So I'm very... Because that's the only crocodile thing that I can think of in the books that I've read so far. Um, Yeah. And... I, it'll be really interesting if they go to that immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, yeah. But yeah, this, this, this episode, I think, displayed a lot of its sort of most bizarre and bad tendencies of picking and choosing from good things from the books and ignoring things from the books and really over-ambitious camera work and visual metaphors that don't land particularly well. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, it's really hard for me to say if the character work was good or if I just really love Axe. <laughs> yeah, I think you just really love Axe, which is like, it's fine. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. But, um, oh, we did get, we did skip a very good scene of Visitor 3 yelling up at, like, four butterflies flying away. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, let's get to some questions, and then we, and then I gotta get out of here. Okay. Uh, question from at Pidmon, Jasmine Marsh, the very frequent question asker. Hey, fellas, is it gay if you use a fancy DNA blender technique so you can hang out with your best friend Forever Marco? We didn't talk about how, uh, Axe single-handedly ended racism, very much, but he did do that again. We talked about it in the when we got to it when he did it in the books. Yeah. But he also ended racism. Well, racism is over. One thing is that the actor very much is white. Yes. Um. So it's they've ignored the like any sort of skin color that like any blending of the four of them. But he also just doesn't look like any of the four of them, I think. But no, <laughs> I guess that, that's that, fine. That that does that does it relate to uh, Pidmon's other question. Do you feel like the casting was a good choice? I mean, I feel like if you squint, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like a little bit like the rest of the cast. But like you have to squint really hard. Yeah, isn't he taller than all of them? I think so. I mean, I, I guess no that's fine. That I will happened. say, like the actor himself, in the brief time we saw him, seems decent. Like. He was playing around with the way that acts the way that acts does playing with words, repeating them, and it, I didn't hate it. So I mean, maybe he's totally fine. It's just very much doesn't align with the sort of combination of the four of them thing. That's that's all. That's that's okay. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, Pidmon asks, "What do you think of dome ships and the concept of taking a natural ecology with you into the stars?" It feels ambitious, frankly. Well, it, first of all, it wasn't in this episode at all. But they, uh-huh. but they, I mean, but I mean, the Andalites kind of need to do it because that's the only way they can eat is like with fresh grown grass nutrients absorbed through their through their feces. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we're on a time limit, so I can't get into this as much as possible. But I think it's an interesting idea, and I think it's something that is often explored in space. I think like space uh, travel, um, but not to the extent that it could be when we start thinking about alien technology that makes um, space limitations. 
uh, much less of a concept. And I think yeah. it's interesting to think of how different aliens survive and their different environmental needs. So I think it's cool. Um, I think that it's an interesting visual. And I think that it was completely ignored in this television show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Seda, where can people find you online? Sure. I'm on Twitter at Nudity with an E-A instead of the Y. Um, and you can find a bunch of music that I do on Bandcamp. Uh, to go to my Bandcamp, you can either go to people you meet outside of bars.bandcamp.com or you can just go to www.gaygothvibes.online. By the time that this episode goes out to the public, I'm going to have a new album up. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I... Go buy it. Trent, <laughs> Trent Radio, uh, local place uh, where I live, uh, radio where I live, uh, radio station, Jesus. Radio station where I live does record production month in February, where you basically produce an album in a month. So it's got 10 tracks. You've got experience with that. Bodies and stuff. Yeah, 10 tracks is more than I usually do, and it felt exhausting to listen through, but it probably won't be for you. <laughs> It'll be fun for you. It was just tar- hard for me. Um, you can check me out on uh, Twitter at Chie Shadonaka or Tumblr, chiesatanakas.tumblr.com. Uh, check out the sister podcast of this one, Fear Baiting, which, where I'm currently having a bevy of guests look at horror movies with me through a, not a not a straight white cis person point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, uh, you can find me on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, uh, which is uploaded every week at 4.20 a.m. every Friday. Um, 4.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way. Um, and that's our left, that's my leftism podcast that I co-host with like 13, with like 12 other people. Um, <laughs> it's a really good show and I really like it a lot. Um, I also did guest episodes on In Pursuits of Passion, In Pursuit of Passions and, uh, What's Your Fursona? Uh, you can check both those out. I'll leave links in the show notes. I don't know if the In Pursuit of Passions episode is up yet, but I'll link to the Twitter so you can find it. And, um, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Wonder Yerks. And next episode's going to be a live episode. Right? Live episode! Yes, well, yes, yes. in-person episode. In-person, yeah. So send in your questions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Um, that's been this episode of The Wonder Yorks, everyone. Uh, I'm Lulu. And I'm Seda. And remember... Keep your hand on that Escafil device.